Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Well, it's a big week, very important week with the national budget and all eyes on the finance minister. And uh, I think everyone in South Africa at the moment is questioning what happens next. Where do we go? Major national election later this year. Uh, Our national debt is ballooning to absolutely unsustainable levels uh, and we still don't see uh, enough action and accountability on the corruption front. Well, someone who cares very deeply about South Africa as is, is, is Hendrik de Toy, who's the uh, CEO of 91. And uh, Hendrik, it's great to have you on the show as we head into this budget. Uh, but where do you see South Africa at in 2024? Thank you very much, Michael. Great pleasure to be with you today. Um, but if we think about South Africa, our own country, Uh, You know, it's not just about profit. It's not just about making success. It's about, as as Anton Rupert said, uh, sleeping well because your neighbor is sleeping on a full stomach. If your neighbor is hungry, you can't sleep well. And I think we've got to start addressing societal problems in a sensible way without losing the magic of the market. And, And that's the debate. And sadly, we have a such a polarized world due to the fact that the media has, you know, the media platforms which were read by people and listened to by people centrally now broken up and and we all listen to only what we believe in. So Mm -hmm. we're all in echo chambers now due to the way uh, the algorithms, the Googles of the world work. And so the village square doesn't exist and there's no honest debate. And I wish we could get back to a world like that. How, I don't know, but that's our challenge. So that we can talk to one another and not talk one another. Yeah, such a good point. Neil, Neil Ferguson, actually, the historian, writes a great book uh, called The Square and the Tower. Uh, you know, he's an historian of, of some repute, and uh, given his historic lens, he goes all the way back to the invention of the Gutenberg printing press and how we, uh, the good Lutherans of the time, thought that it would enable the spread of Christianity around the world because now you can reprint the good book. Uh, yeah, what really happened, though, was uh, things like um, yeah, uh, mythology, witch hunting, uh, all of that uh, was reprinted and also led to a period uh, of um, of great hardship and, and, and spreading of disinformation at the same time. And, you know, I think in the social media world that we live in today, where, as you say, we're in our echo chambers uh, and we're not really challenging our conventions, that, um, it, you know, it is a huge problem. And how we get back to the public square, I guess, you know, that's the million dollar question. In South Africa, you know, let's focus on how we could potentially do that in an environment where I know business is trying to work with the government. It has received uh, some criticism. Uh, Some say that business should just let government fail and and hasten a political change because otherwise things just won't change. Others say, well, you can't just sit by and and, and watch the the economy collapse and the hardship that that will bring. What is your thought on how how business should interact with government in trying to arrest the decline? Michael, thank you. It's actually a timely question because I was on a call last night of the CEO initiative, uh, which you know is is chaired by Adrian Gore, and which tried to, uh, in you know, create recreate a positive dialogue with with government um, and a problem solving orientation to that dialogue. 
and they were reporting back. The 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 uh, Steerco members were reporting back, and uh, yeah, I went to that call fairly cynical, thinking it's just another you know meeting with government because we all had pretty unproductive repeat meetings with government about issues. And I must say, I came back very, very. Or last night, went home very uh, uh, uplift, you know, positive and uplifted, not only by the efforts of of, of those involved, but also the practical steps that that have now been taken and agreed to by government after very regular. And you know, they have very regular. The, the Steerco has six weekly engagements with the president himself and key cabinet ministers, and actually, there has been action. Starting off um, and, and, and ex- reporting back actions, for example, the uh, uh, activity from police and the Hawks joint activity with the mines in, in, in arresting some illegal miners or stopping some illegal mining, uh, the transport questions in some harbors that have been dealt with. Um, I think we've seen on the on the power side some very significant moves in terms of allowing wheeling in all cities in South Africa. All of these came from the dialogue. Now, business shouldn't claim credit for everything, but uh, the fact that they were actually explaining the cost to people in government and providing technical expertise where government is short of technical expertise uh, is, is, is really important. Look, business can never run, government can never go so close but in this country, we have capacity in places, and we should use the capacity. So I'm actually quite positive, but I do think uh, that business people must also not uh, cynically just tell government what it wants, what government wants to hear. We should be very clear about the challenges we face. Explain that to our stakeholders and share, you know, particularly our shareholders, and 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 don't shirk from 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 uh, pointing out issues. I mean, I I I. I uh, very respectful of what my old university friend Anton Rabo, who chairs Hortgrow, has done, has really uh, written a, a proper letter and threatened legal action on the Cape Town uh, port because the, mm. the fruit farmers are taking massive risks and are facing significant losses, which which are just intolerable and will ultimately affect workers. So I think there's a balance, but I am a lot more positive than a year ago from given the reports we've heard from about the engagements. I have not been, uh, you know, in, 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 you know, I'm not actively leading one of the working groups, but the leaders were very, very positive. Yeah, and Hendrik, one is obviously very mindful of um, not antagonizing a key stakeholder in government, but equally, I've, I've never come across a relationship that uh, succeeds without absolute honesty. And uh, yeah. if, if you look at a Treasury presentation to Parliament this week, it just put into stark relief the the taxpayer funds that have gone into bailing out six of our failing SOEs. I think 281 billion rand was uh, the sum from that presentation. And what worries me is that one of the big elephants in the room, and we saw it in the Sunday Times over the weekend, um, is, is that we have to have meritocracy. We have to have the right people at the top. And uh, acting Transnet CEO Michelle Phillips and acting Transnet Freight Rail CEO Russell Barkeys, both highly regarded by the market and Transnet's customers, were deemed not black enough to be appointed to permanent CEO positions. Now, surely if business is going to lend a hand to support this government, it has to start introducing some red lines and, and some non-negotiables. I think, you know, it's many, many years after the 1994 transition. In fact, 
you know, we, we we're in 2024 right now. There's a time when we should say uh, South Africans must demand the best, whatever that best is, and 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 we should stop apologising. Uh, you know, we should always recognise and remember our past and make sure those mistakes, including the racism of the apartheid era, is never repeated. We can't live in permanent fear where people cannot, where the community cannot have an honest discussion about delivery. Because ultimately, most of the beneficiaries in South Africa, if we run a good economy, will be black people whose parents suffered under apartheid. And therefore, we should address the issue of, you know, we should we should say what works in terms of transforming the economy to a fair economy and what what works in terms of uh, empowering communities, but not slavishly follow old formulae that were maybe uh, correctly invented in in nineteen in the early nineteen nineties. And 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 the fact that uh, a woman from a previously disadvantaged background is not deemed black enough to run a state-owned enterprise is simply nonsense. And we shouldn't we shouldn't tolerate that. Um, of course, we should be sensitive about the demographic makeup of who is in our workforces. Of course, we should be sensitive about the opportunities. But I think I think South Africa is reaching that point. The the, the mere fact that you asked the question, uh, the mere fact that I am comfortable to say that on you know on air, tells me that we are maturing. And and I think many many black people and probably the majority would support that. They want delivery. They are tired of the incompetence and the uh, the failure, the, the 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 litany of failure that we're seeing, um, as, you know, in 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 this country because we we are not necessarily doing things the most optimal way. I mean, what I what I'm very sad about is what's happening in the Congo right now, where we're sending 2,900 troops, you know, ill-equipped to fight a battle without mm. helicopters, without the right things, and three died this week unnecessarily, you know? Yeah. And, and and that's not necessary. And that has nothing to do with, with, with mm. the legacy of apartheid. That has just all to do with incompetence and corruption. And, you know, I was watching Bafana Bafana play in the AFCON and I was absolutely amazed at just how quickly... Uh, our deep cynicism around Bafana Bafana because they haven't performed um, at at the level that they they really should have since winning Afcon in '96 turned around when we started to progress and made it all the way to the semi-finals and how uh, South Africans from um, all communities hues persuasions religions got together and identified and unified as South Africans, as we've done in the past with the Springboks. And I think there are so many lessons in, A, just how quickly things can turn when we start to do a few things right. And and uh, we, we're not like the Darwin Nunes of Liverpool and missing all of the open goal opportunities that are placed in front of us. But but to that, we, we put the best people for the job in the positions that um, require real merit and leadership um like our soes uh, and and the like and and what we have in this country is we've got immense talent i mean from previous disadvantaged communities we we must unleash that but sometimes they need a little bit of support a little bit of help and 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 i think the way rassi erasmus ran his springbok squad and in an inclusive way 
very mindful of backgrounds, very mindful of differences, but still ultimately focused on competence and winning winning games is the way we in South Africa should play together. And 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 this has nothing to do with your political persuasion. And and I think it's really important that it's probably the time if if, if I had any advice to the president, uh, whoever wins the election, I would not create a coalition if that is forced upon me. It is time to create a government of national unity, which is different from a coalition, which focuses on three or four goals, primarily economic goals, but but to get the, to get the society back at a level where it can feed its people, where it can supply jobs, where we don't boast about how many people are on social grants, and and the support that will come from South Africans, whether it is the unemployed person, whether it is the billionaires, will be incredible because we've seen the capacity as you've explained to uh, mentioned the Bafana Bafana example and it's actually not that difficult and then execute problem is uh, you know we 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 uh, we take a very long time to get something done but my my positive message to my fellow fellow South Africans is what I what I think government realizes that we have reached a point, and I'm not saying the ANC, I'm saying government, including currently ANC is the ruling party, but government, that that, that not further non-delivery will create such havoc that we actually have to now start playing, you know, start mm. focusing on the real goals. So there's a, whether we can execute well is a different thing, but we still have the capacity as a country. And, you know, the benefits of that, and I know you're a big bond investor in both corporate and sovereign uh, debt, and and currently, I mean, at the 10-year, you're getting 11%. If you go out uh, 25 years, you're getting around 12.5%. So so government is paying an awful lot um, to to fund its deficit, and that is a yawning deficit between what we expend on um, infrastructure and social grants and everything else, paying doctors and nurses, and what we collect in taxes. It's 600 billion rand. Now, um, the, the benefits, if we are to see this materialize, is that cost of capital will come down, and inc- also the hurdle rate for companies to invest will come down as well. So it'll yeah. be a virtuous cycle. Yeah, and will become an interesting place for international investors. I mean, it's, it's not that difficult. Just make the place a bit safer. So in other words, get the criminal system to work. Deal with the with the rife corruption, which has really put people in orange overalls, or or start you know do a, do an if you if you want to get get the political hurdles away, do an amnesty, start again, and put everyone in orange overalls after that, and 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 create an environment which is transparent and open to compete. But the you know the idea that you just want to support one section of society against the rest is not going to fly because our skills and our capital is not equally distributed across the economy. But I, I just get a feel South Africans still have, and we're sometimes very pessimistic, we actually have the latent potential. The same way Rassi turned around that rugby team in two years. Yeah. Okay. But decent leadership, decent leadership that is that is mindful of the bigger goals and not not its own sectional interests, uh, and and it starts at local level, and much I'm I'm very encouraged when you go into the Platteland, uh, how people have just started to deal with their towns, reclaim their towns back, uh, you know when taxi drivers and farmers in the free state fix a road together, yeah, you know that that's the South Africa we want to live in. 
and 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 they couldn't care a hoot which political party controls the council. Now that's that's yeah. that those things are not those stories are not told enough. Mm, mm. Well, we only Hendrik, tell these bad stories. <laughs> well, in in my uh, community of Park View, which is uh, yeah. as far from the Plutlands as you could probably get, very middle <laughs> class, uh, and we, we, you know, the middle class never get out onto the streets and 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 collaborate, and co- we're starting to see that. There were two hundred and fifty sure. community members around a, a burst water pipe that uh, the city has been struggling to fix for the last eighteen months. There've been fifteen separate bursts, and there wasn't yeah. any antagonisation, or, or you know, there. There wasn't any um, uh, anger and pointing fingers and shouting and placards. We just got together to organize, say, how do we fix this? We've got the skills in the community. We've got, you know, resources. We can build cross-functional teams. And and, uh, this weekend, in fact, we're going to be meeting to put a steer code together to see if we can work with local government, find someone inside local government. And I'm sure there are still individuals who who, um, are able and want to do their job and, and see how we can. And, you know, that that gives me a bit of hope. Uh, but we're going to have to leave it there, as I see uh, we are running out of time. That was uh, Hendrik de Toy, CEO of 91, sharing his thoughts on South Africa and the way forward here on Classic Business. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact.